everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It is May 27th. It's 2021, and we have six games we're going to talk about. The main slate on today's podcast. I'm joined for the second day in a row, Keith Eister. Eyes 819 What's happening, my friend? How much? You got, got the rare back-to-back appearance. Filled in for Grant yesterday. This is my scheduled day, so... Uh, yeah, ready to talk some more baseball. Had a little rain on our slate last night that took away some good pitching, but we'll see what we got today. Um, looks like we got some potential rain today too. Um, so that's always fun. It's always great when we can have back-to-back rain days, knocking out some games. Um, what stinks is like I like six game slates. I think six to eight game slates are like the juicy part. So I. I Kind of hope that the Chicago White Sox game plays without any issues uh, because, yeah, just overall, I think that just kind of taking advantage of a six-game slate is where it's at. Yeah, definitely. And, and the Sox are definitely somebody we're going to want to target here. So, All right, let's get into it. Uh, like I said, six games. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to superdraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. If you appreciate the podcast being free each and every day five days a week head on over support our sponsor that way we can continue to do this each and every day um use promo code grinders for a 50 dollars instant deposit along with the 50 percent deposit match bonus up to 500 dollars. so make sure you guys are checking that out again love what they're doing over there at super draft multipliers instead of salary cap um so yeah let's get into it we start with Cincinnati at Washington, Sonny Gray against Steven Strasburg. Um, any interest here in Sonny Gray? Yeah, I think Sonny Gray is a good option, especially on the short slate. Uh, price tag is up there, 9700 on DraftKings. Uh, but there's not a lot of great options uh, at the top today. So um, I think Sonny Gray is the guy. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, there's not a ton of options, like you said. and. I think like there's an argument to really be made for both of these pitchers. Um, you know, Steven Strasburg only threw 72 pitches in his first start back, but his price is kind of reflecting like an 85 pitch outing. So Sonny Gray has a 30% K rate since the start of last season. Obviously you're worried about Turner Soto. I mean, Bell's a high strikeout guy. Schwarber's a high strikeout guy. Like I'm more worried about like Castro Harrison um, than like Bell Schwarber, because I think, Bell Schwarber being in the lineup adds adds to the ceiling of the strikeouts. So, yeah, I think, you know, like you said, six-game slate, we don't, like, have, like, a ace. We have pitchers. We have options. Um, I mean, Sonny Gray is definitely in play here up against Washington. And then Steven Strasburg on the other side, like I said, I mean, there's an argument to be made for both of these pitchers when we're looking at all the options on the slate. I'm worried about the pitch count. I feel like if he runs into trouble – what what is the ceiling if he gets into any kind of trouble in this game? Um, I mean, they were quick to yank him the other day. I think he walked somebody in that fifth inning. Um, and they're like, he's done. And like that was 72. I think I think ceiling is 90. I think we're realistically gonna see 80 to 85. Yeah, Strasburg is interesting, and I'm I'll be very curious to see his ownership. Um the options get thin. And if you're trying to get different in tournaments, if he's going to be low owned, I think he's a great option. Uh, kind of a tough matchup against Cincinnati. 
Strasburg just he hasn't been right this year. He's been on the injured list, came back, went back on. Uh, so he's really yet to get his season going. He struggled with the co- command early in the season here. Uh, but without a ton of great options, I think that he's in play for sure. Uh, bats in this game. I also really quick before we move on to the bats, I think Steven Strasburg really just comes down to ownership. He's a huge name on a slate with very little names. I mean, just kind of being frank. Um, so like, that's kind of something like, all right, well, let's see what his ownership looks like before. Like if Steven Strasburg is going to be chalk, I'm out. Yep. I agree. Um, and there's, there's a guy in the same price range that that's going to make it very interesting on which one the ownership goes to. Any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? No, there's a lot of other spots. I like better. Uh, Strasburg is talented. Even if he struggles with the command, I mean, he'll probably give up a homer or two. So if you want to hunt some power, obviously uh, the nationals have some, or the, the reds have some power bats that, that you can target. But outside of that, I'm not looking to stack against my own thing. I think this is just a real, like, if it comes down to Strasburg's going to be chalky, I mean, his strikeout rate's under 20% since the start of last season, dealing all, with all the injuries and stuff. His XFIP is almost six. Like, I, I mean, he's not 100%, and it's very clear he's not 100%. If he was 100%, we'd be locking him in in this spot. But I, I feel like, it, you know, if he's really just not going to go out there and strike a ton of guys out, like we watched St. Louis just pound him earlier this season. If he's going to be chalky, I think the Cincinnati Reds are in play as a stack. They're, you know, you got Winker, Castellanos, um, Suarez, Nyquin. Like there's enough bats in this lineup that could really beat up Strasburg if he's not pitching well. So if he's chalk, six game slate, definitely don't mind the Cincinnati bats. Um, any interest here in Washington? Uh, going against the top pitcher on the slate, I, I think Gray will be popular. So kind of like if you mentioned with Strasburg, if he's going to be popular, um, I do like it as a leverage play in large field tournaments. Uh, the Nats have some pop and I wouldn't mind it if Gray comes in like, I don't know, 40% owned or something like that. Um, he can struggle with the command sometimes too. And if he doesn't go deep into the game, then you get into the middle part of the Reds bullpen. It, it could work out on a short slate. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're playing 150 teams, you just, you take the chance and just roll out game theory, um, you know, and just hope that it, it doesn't work out. I mean, that's, that's kind of what, you know, you, I think you'd be the most interested in here when it comes um, to this spot. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on here. We got Baltimore at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Zimmerman, it sounds like it's going to be Zimmerman, uh, Bruce Zimmerman, uh, going up against Dylan Seas. Um, any interest here in Bruce Zimmerman? This is okay, really quick. This is the game that we're a little concerned as far as weather, yeah, definitely. Um, and out regardless of the weather, I'm not playing Zimmerman against the White Sox, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lefty going up against the White Sox. Like this, it's not a secret anymore. This team can <laughs> hit lefties. Um, I mean, yeah, I think this is a great spot um, for Chicago, and we'll get to them in a second. Dylan sees on the other side of this game. I mean, ninety two hundred seems steep. It's a matchup against Baltimore. It's definitely a beatable team, but like this dude is like super hit or miss. He's a big time fly, fly ball guy, so. I'm I'm definitely going to be 
it's it's Chicago weather, man. Like, what are we looking at weather-wise is the biggest thing. Yeah, I see it does have the high strikeout upside, but he's got the control issues as well. Uh, I, obviously a great matchup against Baltimore. And I wouldn't even consider him on a full slate at 9,200. He would just be automatically X'd out. But uh, on this slate, with that matchup, I think he's in play, depending on the weather, obviously. Um, he's got the second highest strikeout rate on the slate behind Gray. So I think you target the upside in tournaments. Not a play I love. I won't have a ton of him, but he's in play. Yeah, I mean, the price, if you're not playing I, – I, okay, uh, I'm going to play three teams on this slate. I'm probably going to play Sonny Gray on all three teams um, just for what it's worth. I think Sonny Gray is the best play. I mean, Dylan sees if I wasn't or if I wanted to pair Sonny Gray with another guy that I think could have some upside, I guess it'd be him. I mean, I don't love him. I don't. I, I do feel like he's a hittable pitcher. And, like, when you have a guy with a really high hard hit rate and he gives up a lot of fly balls, I just – I worry about that kind of stuff. Um, All right, let's talk bats here. Let's go Baltimore first. Um, I mean, any interest in Baltimore here? You mentioned Seas as a fly ball guy, so I think he can – I mean, he does give up some homers, so I I think you can target that. Um, Prefer him from the left side – but Mancini is obviously the most talented hitter in this lineup. Uh, but somebody like DJ Stewart has a ton of power. I think he matches up well against Cease. I would take some shots on him. Anthony Santander, I don't mind. Um, those are those are really it. I, I don't know. The, the White Sox bullpen is really good, so I don't love the stack, but I don't mind like a, a two-man or three-man if you want to hunt some power. All right. Um, White Sox bats. I, I mean, we're both on the same page here. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. I think they're the, the top stack. Oh, I wanted to say, I think Mancini is one of the best home run plays on the slate for what it's worth. Um, the White Sox, if the weather is okay, I think they're the top stack on the slate. Completely agree. I mean, you talk, they've been mash lefties going on like two or three years now, just consecutive, um, just a ton of pop in the lineup. Uh, Anderson hits better against lefties. Uh, Moncada hits better against lefties. Abreu, I mean, coming off an MVP season. Uh, Irving Mercedes has been a, a great surprise. Um, I, I wouldn't even leave Eaton out of the stack. I mean, it, it, that's a way to make it different. I think everybody's going to be on the White Sox. So play Eaton lefty-lefty, and I think that's a way to differentiate your stack. I mean, this is – I think the – you know, like I said, if the weather holds up here, love the White Sox. I think Eaton is a guy that could potentially be out of the lineup here. Um, he was dealing with a hamstring injury on um, Wednesday. So if he's out of the lineup, we might get like hate or um, Vaughn, Austin Vaughn in like a really good lineup spot. And, you know, that's that's where we get some value um, on this slate. Like he's still 2,500. Yeah, that, I mean, that's if he's in the lineup, he's a smash play for sure. And I don't even, if you want to wrap it around Madrigal at the bottom of the lineup is really cheap too. Um, not a ton of power, but he's a guy that's going to be on base for sure. Uh, we got Carlos Martinez going into Arizona, face it off against Frank off. Um, any interest here in C-Mart? Man, where did the strikeout stuff go? <laughs> he just, he, he's pitching to contact. He's limiting hard, trying to limit hard contact. Uh, the strikeout rate is all the way down at 12% this season. So, uh, I mean, the price is attractive. It's a short slate, but I don't, I don't think there's any upside here. Yeah. I mean, I look at this and I'm like, 
I hate stacking against Carlos Martinez because every time I stack against him, he gets ground balls and I mean, he gives up a few runs and you know, you're not getting those home runs, but I mean, I don't want to play him. I know he has a little bit of upside just because like he could throw a hundred pitches on a six game slate and he's 6,800. Um, and we don't have a ton of options on the slate. So I'm assuming the roof is going to be open in this game. Um, I looked earlier and they hadn't updated it yet, but I'm assuming that the roof is going to be open. It's been open um, the last few games, um, pretty much all season for this team. So if the roof is open, I don't really have any interest in Carlos Martinez, but if I was playing like 150 on this slate, trying to win a big tournament, I mean, I think you'd be somebody that you'd have to just have in your player pool just because, I mean, like he's one of a few pitchers on the slate that will throw 100 pitches. So, um, and then Frankoff on the other side. I mean, he's facing a really right-handed heavy team, but we really just haven't seen enough from him yet to know uh, what to expect here. Yeah, he's he's not going to go deep into the game, and doesn't have big strikeout upside. If he could strike out, I don't know, five or six guys in four innings, you might have some interest at 4,900. Uh, but just not a big strikeout guy. The Cardinals don't strike out a ton anyway. Uh, I don't have any interest in Frank off. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the bats go in this game, I don't really love St. Louis here. I think that's like kind of the problem. I mean, Goldschmidt's cheap. I mean, it's going back in Arizona. Um, I don't know. Nolan Arenado is 57. He's so expensive. It's just this team is it's it's so weird. Like you look at the names and you're like, man, this stack should be great. And then you're like, start putting it together and you're like, eh. <laughs> yeah, the, the good hitters are are priced up. And then you get guys like Tommy Edmond who's overpriced. I, I will say Dylan Car- Carlson has a, a great price, and I think he's a great play. Um, I think we're gonna see some ownership on St. Louis if we can't play the White Sox. Um I don't know. Arizona's bullpen isn't great. I think uh, I'm a, a little more interested in the stack than you are. Uh, it, it is tough to pay the price on some of these guys. Like, like you probably want Edmund leading off in your stack, but uh, he's still. Oh, I lost his price here. You have Edmund's price handy. Uh, there it is, 4,800. I mean, that that's just <laughs> that's like the league hitter territory almost, and it's Tommy Edmund. So. Uh, it's a six game slate. The price is tough to swallow, but I think St. Louis is in play. I think I'm more likely to go like a three or four man instead of like a whole five man stack on DraftKings with them. I like that. Yeah. Like the top four. Well, I don't know. You can get Molina in there too. Well, Um, I think I'd rather go like Molina instead of Edmund because we have plenty of second base shortstop plays. Molina at least gives you some ceiling at catcher, um, usually a pretty weak position and a position that you usually just want to pay down for. Yeah. Getting Carlson in there gives you a little salary to work with too. So yeah, add Carlson and Molina. And I think then you you got something. Uh, Arizona. I think Arizona is somewhat interesting here. If the roof is going to be open, Marte's back. It definitely makes the stack better. Kelly's back. I mean, Peralta is always a guy that, when he wants to hit, he shows up and has big games. I mean, I think Arizona is a team you could potentially look at, especially if, like, the roof is going to be open here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, very left-handed against Martinez, uh, which is 
he gives up a little bit more power to lefties, um, a few more fly balls. So I, I like chasing the home runs from the lefties, and, and it looks like they're going to throw out, I mean, seven lefties against him, including the switch hitters. So I think you can stack them up. Uh, moving on, we got LA taking on Oakland. It's Otani against Bassett's. Um, I mean, Otani is a guy that, I mean, you have to like him in tournaments because the strikeout upside is there. The walks are where you're concerned. I mean, I mean, he's, he's in play. Yeah, definitely. Um, I see we have uh, Alex Cobb listed on the starting lineup page. So if it's Otani, I'm definitely interested in Otani. DraftKings does have Otani down. So, uh, he he would bring the strikeout upside that this slate kind of lacks. Uh, he, he would definitely be in play at that price. Any interest here in Bassett? Man, this Angels lineup is really watered down with no Mike Trout. So I think so. He's been he's been good this year. Um, pull up his strikeout rate here. Strikeout rates over twenty five percent, limiting the walks down at six percent. Um. I mean, outside of the top four, the Angels lineup falls off in a hurry. So they're typically not a team that we like to play pitchers against because there's there's not a lot of strikeouts. But Rendon has not been good this year. So really, I mean, it's up then. If Otani sits, then it's even worse of a lineup. So I think Bassett's absolutely in play. Um, and he makes a great pivot off of who, is el- who else was right in his price range here. Uh, Strasburg is right there next to him. So that that's the guy. It depends on where the ownership is going. If Bassett is under-owned because people are playing Strasburg, then I want a ton of Bassett. Uh, for what it's worth, I think Bassett's my favorite tournament play on the slate. I, I mean, okay. just you, – you said it, right? I mean, one hitter shouldn't make a huge difference, but one hitter when he's Mike Trout makes a huge difference. Um, the bottom of this order is just it, – it is trash. It's yeah. Ligaris, Rojas, Ward, Butera, and Fletcher. And Fletcher obviously doesn't strike out, but the dude just hits ground balls and just gets out every time, so it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, the bottom of this order, there's, there's four guys here with strikeout rates over, you know, 27%. And you throw in Upton and Otani, like Otani strikes out a ton. I don't think people realize how much Otani strikes out because of how well he actually does hit when he makes contact. But I mean, this spot sets up awesome for Bassett. And you know, you talked about his strikeout stuff increasing. It has increased. Um, you know, definitely has increased since 2019. Definitely increased this season. So, I mean. It's a six-game slate, and you got to take your shots. I'm going to take a shot here on Chris Bassett, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Like it, um, Angels hitters. I mean, like you can't play Otani because he's pitching. So, I mean, I'm probably like, I'm not likely going to play Angels here. If I play anybody, it'd be like Jared Walsh, but I'm probably not paying 4,700 for him. Yep, I agree. Walsh is the one guy I was going to mention. Um, if Upton is still super cheap maybe he would be in play trying to find a home run he yeah he's still 3600 so i mean if you want to take a stab on it finding a home run there uh, any interest in the oakland bats otani can get really wild um if it's Cobb, i probably have even less he's just a good control guy um 
not a ton of interest. I would be looking for power, I guess. Um. All right. Yeah, I think it's the power guys. Olsen, Chapman, Kana. I mean, I don't even hate like a three-man stack because Otani is wild. So, I mean, there's always the upside in that. So, San Francisco facing LA, taking on the Dodgers here. We got Alex Wood against uh, Yusita. Um, any interest here in Wood? Yeah, I mean, what's with the price? Alex Wood has been great this year, and his, he's all priced down because they're respecting my Giants. <laughs> Wood's on the Giants. No, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I meant to say that they like they don't respect my Giants. Yeah, that's what they're I'm getting trying to say. Ton of disrespect here, but yeah, I mean, Alex Wood striking out over 25. percent um, Had several great outings. Um, and the Dodgers are missing some key guys. So on a short slate with that cheap price tag, I think there's a ton of upside here. I've got a, a lot of interest in Alex Wood. I mean, yeah, I, the Dodgers are so banged up. I mean, I don't think people realize just how banged up the Dodgers are. Um, they're one of the best teams in baseball. Don't get me wrong. They're probably the best team in baseball when they're 100%, but they're not right now. Yeah, I mean, they're rolling I mean, out Albert Pujols in the cleanup spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're you're missing, like, major key guys here. Seager, um, Bellinger, just just off the top, those two guys. But obviously, like, Pollock, they're missing even, like, secondary guys in, like, McKinnistry and Rios. Uh, I mean, this is just – and the benefit, like – you're getting you're getting lefty lefty matchups here too for Alex Wood because Max Muncie is going to play, Gavin Lux is probably going to play. I mean, so I feel like this is a spot that yeah, Alex Wood uh, way underpriced in this spot, and then I just I, I worry about him being like super chalky. Yeah, I think he will be, but I mean, he's just he's too cheap. We've, we've said it. Like I think it's chalk. I would eat even if he comes in 38, 40%. Um, Edwin, you see to any interest in him? No, he's not going to go deep. Doesn't have big strikeout stuff. Um, can't pick on your Giants, so I'm not playing Zeta. I really hope the Giants show up um, on Wednesday night, just so everybody knows, uh, because I got my pitching right. And my secondary pieces all score double digits. So if my five-man giant stack shows up, it could be a good night for your buddy Stevie. Um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think I just I'm not playing him. I don't expect him to pitch deep. I mean, from what we've seen so far, is I mean he's not terrible, but. I mean, this is a spot you're probably going back to the well on the Giants. Um, I know I am. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was just looking at his game log. He has not thrown over three innings, so I, I mean, it, it's kind of it's almost like an opener situation, and then and then bullpen after that, um, which I don't generally like to target for stacks, but the Giants are, are I mean, they're crushing the ball. You talked about it yesterday. And we'll see what they do tonight, but they, they've been outstanding this year. And I think on a short slate, they're one of the top offenses. Let's see what happens. But yes, um, back to the well. 
and like they might do really well. Like I feel like I'm at the point where I just should stack the Giants every day because it feels like I like them every day. Um, I mean the Dodgers. I mean, if Woods gonna be popular and he should be, um, I, I see no reason for him not to be. If Woods gonna be popular, I think like a four man stack of Betts, Smith, Turner, Taylor makes sense. If you really want to get crazy, you could throw Muncie in there and just hope that like Wood doesn't make it out of like the third or fourth inning. I mean, but it really comes down to, I mean, you're playing for like top 1% because it's not a great play. I mean, this is a terrible spot for the Dodgers. Yeah, it really is. Um, Muncie's going to be completely unowned lefty lefty. If he can get two at bats against the bullpen. I mean, I, I like that as a deep tournament play. Um, but yeah, not a, not a ton of interest in the stack. I just, I don't, with what they're doing with their cleanup spot, it's, it's either pool holes or, um, <laughs> they, they've ran out Yoshi against, uh, lefty or righties before. So, uh, it just kind of puts a hole in the middle of it and, and puts the damper on the, the whole stack. So not a ton of interest. I, I would rather try, I mean, bets or bets and Turner are, are great, but I wouldn't go beyond that really. Somebody just sent me a Dylan Cease um, throwing like bombs, throwing the disc off disc bombs. Um, I have way more interest now. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to retweet it now, too, because, um, yeah, I think it's great. But um, throwing bombs. So anyway. You know, I am a huge disc golf fan all of a sudden. Anyway, Texas at Seattle. Allard against Flexen. Um, I mean, these are two of the worst offenses in baseball, and it's two of the worst pitchers in baseball. What's going to win? <laughs> um, yeah. Flexen at 6,200. Just There's not a bunch of upside. I mean, if you're trying to get different in a large tournament from Wood or something like that, maybe – Maybe he can get you 15, and I don't hate it. He's the one I would play out of the two, but I don't love either of them. I'm not playing either one of these pitchers. I think the bats win here. Um, I mean, you, th- there's obviously like arguments to be made for either one of these pitchers, but like Allard, you just don't expect him to pitch deep. I mean, 50 seems like his ceiling this season. And then, like, Chris Flexen on the other side, this is a pitch-to-contact guy. I mean, the night that he struck out seven against the Red Sox is, man, he was it was bad. Um, it was bad. So those nights are going to happen. But overall, Flexen is not usually, like, a typical, like, big strikeout guy. I love the power bats in this game. Like, Hanniger, Gallo, Lowe, um, there's always a guy I forget about Garcia, like just chasing like the overall power bats in this game. I mean, Kyle Lewis, um, who just came back, uh, Ty France, like just chasing the power bats here. Yeah. I like that strategy. Um, Texas has a ton of high strikeout, high power guys. And when you, when you have a, a pitcher that's not striking anybody out that definitely puts them in play. So, I mean, like Joey Gallo is the prototype for that. 
Um, just a guy with just massive power, but who's going to strike out a ton, 30% of the time or whatever. Um, but you get a, get a guy that's trying to throw it over the plate to him and he's very dangerous. So I, I'm right there with you. I like targeting the power here. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game. I feel like that was quick. Um, pretty Short straightforward slate. slate. Very straightforward slate. I don't think you overthink this one. Let other people overthink this one. Go gray, go Bassett. I mean, go wood. Maybe throw in a couple other pitchers in a large field tournament and just look at like St. Louis, Chicago White Sox, Giants, and that Texas Seattle power bats. I, I mean, like, that's how I'm just going to approach this slate. That's how I'm going to build like my three teams. I just gave you guys the blueprint um, to how I'm going to build my three teams and lose money on the slate. So there you go. Uh, do the opposite. Uh, morning grind game under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got uh alex wood yeah i like that one um i mean just overall i'm, I'm probably just gonna go otani here because i feel like he's the strikeout other like strikeout guy under 8k um over 8k to score under 15 any of these four guys you got for a bust today i I kind of like Strasburg, but he's the guy I'm going to go with. And, and I mean, it's just going to depend solely on ownership on whether I'm going to play him or not. Um, I definitely see a, a scenario where he's just not quite right yet and he can bust. Yeah, I was going to say Dylan sees, but like watching him throw these discs, man, like he can chuck it. Um I, I can't I can't say him now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh Dylan C's, but man, let's play some disc golf, Dylan C. Somebody <laughs> put me in contact with Dylan C's. When you come to Florida, me and you'll get together, we'll throw some disc and I'll I'll feel bad. You could talk to me about how you put up 20 fantasy points on this slate. So um over 4k to hit a home run. Who do you got today? Um assuming the weather holds up, Jose Abreu seems like the one of the top plays on the slate against the lefty all right i like it um i mean i said it already i, I man i just I, I hate picking on this dude because i'm watching him sling some discs right now but um, i'm going trey mancini i love this spot I, it's probably going to be like a one-off spot for me and i hate one off in like first basements but i, I really like mancini uh the batted ball tip batted ball profile and everything really sets up well uh for mancini here uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Uh, Dylan Carlson. All right. I'm at 3,100. I mean, this guy never gets two hits, but one of them might be a home run, so I'm going to go Joey Gallo. Um, he's more likely to strike out twice instead of get two hits, but I like the home run upside here for Gallo, and he's under 4K, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he gets two hits, but if he gets a home run, it counts as two hits, so it doesn't matter. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Uh, I think the White Sox are the clear top stack on the day, uh, assuming that the weather holds up. I think they're they're going to approach 10 here. All right. I mean, I say the Giants all the time. Give me give me the Texas Rangers. I don't ever say them, so give me them. Uh, we don't have any lines out, so we're going to skip that question. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. Good, good being with you for a second day in a row. Uh, always enjoy being on the pod with you. Appreciate your NASCAR content as always. So 
I mean, this weekend should be fun, man. We got Coke Coke six hundred this weekend. Um, qualifying and practice on normal days, like man, what are we gonna do? A lot easier then, right? (laughs) I mean, I know it's gonna be crazy. Like the race doesn't start till like six o'clock on Sunday. Like we're gonna have way too much time, and we're gonna overthink the NASCAR slate way too much. But um, yes, man, it's always fun. So. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Love you. Love that you guys listen. Appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.